0: Section 36 of Sikh Religion Volume 4 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Sikh Religion Volume 4 by Max Arthur Macaulay Life of Guru Teg Bahadur Chapter 4 the guru offered words of consolation to his mother and wife and entrusting them to his brother-in-law kripal chand bade them an affectionate farewell he then set out with the raja wherever he went he was received with great honour by the people to whom he communicated religious instruction and on whom he enjoined devotion to the deathless being he and the raja marched through Mangar, rajmahal and malda in the latter place was a dharmsal but its ministrants did not come to visit him he was informed that they had all gone to a fair in the village of Pandua, but that on their return they would pay him their respects he replied that he could not meet those who went to such idolatrous gatherings in malda the guru met only one sikh a confectioner who begged him to go and take refreshment in his house the guru did so gave him instruction and blessed him in the morning the guru set out with the raja their next halt was in dhaka there resided a masand called Balaki, whose mother had vowed that if the guru ever visited the place she would seat him on a beautiful couch she had prepared dress him with cloth she had spun herself and give him a dainty meal prepared by her own hands the guru knowing her heart's desire went without other guidance straight to her residence he called to her from outside whereat she was overjoyed ran forth and placed her head on his feet she took him within and lavished on him all the attentions which she had previously vowed the guru said he had come to visit her on account of her pure devotion and invited her to ask him a favor she replied that the only favor she craved was to be allowed to remain ever near him he rejoined that she might behold him whenever after ablution she deeply meditated on god directed her love to his lotus feet and repeated his true name Balaki informed all the sikh inhabitants of the guru's arrival they came in crowds to do him honour and receive his instruction and benedictions the guru on seeing their enthusiasm said that dhaka was the storehouse of his faith he suggested to the sikhs to build a dharmsal in their city where god's praises should be ever sung for guru nanak had ordained that singing god's praises was the highest form of worship the guru also directed them to hold meetings on the anniversaries of the gurus and ever worship the deathless being as the guru was about to depart masan balaki's mother came to visit him again she begged that he might remain a few days longer in their midst he replied that he had much to do elsewhere and must proceed he directed her to worship wa guru and serve the saints and she should be happy she sent for a painter and had a picture of the guru made she hung it over the couch on which he had sat thus she was able to behold the guru whenever her secular avocations admitted the guru and the raja then set out for the city of rangamati on the right bank of the brahmaputar there the guru took up his quarters and the raja and his host followed his example when the king of kumrup heard of Raja ram singh's arrival to attack him he vowed that he would destroy him and his army he began to make incantations and spells but none succeeded as ignorance pales before knowledge so did the sorcerers fail and grow weary of their efforts the king of kumrup then sent for all the women of his land who were famous for their magical skill they too could not succeed against the guru the king then felt convinced that there must be some divine personage with the invading army who thwarted the efforts of all sorcerers he went to worship at the temple of the goddess Kamaksha, offered her sacrifice and received a blessing from her priests he then set about making immediate preparation to defeat raja ram singh he thought of a novel plan of hostilities it was to divert a tributary of the brahmaputar by making a huge dam across it and turning it on raja ram singh's army the guru apprised the raja that a great torrent should come that night and his army was in danger the sikhs in raja ram singh's service removed their tents but several musulmans who did not believe in the guru or heed his warning were swept away the king's mother saw in a vision the goddess devi who thus addressed her o mother guru nanak hath taken birth in this age on his throne is now seated the ninth guru teg bahadur he is here with raja ram singh who hath become a disciple of his nowadays the guru is sovereign no one hath strength to oppose him go make obeisance to him and ask pardon for thy sins and thy rule shall be everlasting otherwise it shall perish the dowager queen communicated this order of the goddess to her son and he accordingly prepared to go to interview the guru he took with him an escort and presents and crossing the tributary of the brahmaputar previously referred to proceeded to the guru's tent after prostration he said that he had come by order of the goddess to pray for pardon and protection he begged the guru not to allow him to fall into the power of the muslims the guru replied that raja ram singh was a very religious man he told the king to fear not his empire should be permanent he ought to meet raja ram singh and hold no communication with the Mohammedans. the king was delighted with his speech and begged the guru to set foot in his city bless it and take raja ram singh but no Mohammedans with him the guru without making him any promise dismissed him the guru then went among raja ram singh's troops and preached the blessings of peace he quoted from guru nanak's Siddhash a holy man renounceth enmity and hostility raja ram singh's army had no intention to prolong the enmity and declared themselves willing to accept the guru's advice the guru then sent for raja ram singh himself told him the whole conversation with the king and asked him to beat the drum of victory the raja was delighted with the guru's negotiations he said that the news was like the water of life dropped into a dying man's mouth the guru then told him to prepare to cross the tributary of the Purtar with him and take care that he took no muhammadans in his train as their presence would be offensive to the king of Kamrup. the guru and raja ram singh crossed the river with an escort of a thousand rajputs they were received in a friendly manner by the king who advanced to meet them the guru sat down placing the royal disputants on either hand and effected a reconciliation and an interchange of friendly offices between them by his influence they both exchanged turbans in token of lifelong amity raja ram singh made large presents to the guru while the king of kamrup asked him for some souvenir which he might look at and worship in his absence the guru took his bow and arrow and aiming at a pipal tree drove the arrow through and through it he told the king that he might always remember him by the mark on the tree the guru then gave him instruction to repeat the true name serve the saints and if ever he encountered a difficulty address his supplication to the immortal god and rely on the words of the guru he should not even by mistake worship cremation grounds cemeteries temples or goddesses and he should ever associate with the virtuous the guru driving a dagger into the earth then addressed himself to both kings let all the land on this side of the dagger belong to the emperor and all on the other side to the king of Kamrup. and let both monarchs forget their enmity this they both agreed to and thus was the serious quarrel adjusted and bloodshed avoided at dubri the capital of Kamrup, the guru informed raja ram singh's officers that guru nanak had visited the place and rendered it holy by his footsteps guru teg bahadur then requested that each soldier should bring five shieldfuls of earth to raise in memory of the founder of the sikh religion a mound which could be seen at a great distance the whole of raja ram singh's army joined in the work and it is said to have been accomplished in a few hours the guru then had a pavilion erected at the top some of the guru's followers remained in kamrap and their descendants are now found both in Dubri and Tala. the guru spent a few days on the cool and pleasant bank of the great river crowds hearing of his fame came long distances to see him and obtained from him the fulfilment of their desires he was held in great honor throughout the whole country and his reputation having reached raja ram of hasam that monarch came to do him homage the raja had no offspring and earnestly desired a son he brought his two wives and they made obeisance to the Guru. the raja congratulated himself on being so fortunate as to obtain a sight of the great priest and leader of the sikhs and asked him for religious instruction this request was granted and the king was delighted he proceeded next morning to wait on the guru but when it came to making his request he felt abashed the guru knowing the working of his mind encouraged him to speak he then asked the guru to grant him the boon of an heir to his throne as he had been hitherto deprived of the fruit of this world he said addressing the guru o great king bring this sinking craft to shore in reply the guru took off his signet ring stamped its impression on the raja's thigh and thus addressed him o king the impression of my seal shall be on thy son's forehead by this know that it is guru nanak who hath mercifully granted thee offspring make thou thy son a sikh of the house of the guru after this the raja drank the water in which the guru's feet had been bathed thus became a sikh and returned happy to his capital at this juncture a messenger arrived from patna to inform the guru of the birth of his son on hearing this Raja ram singh inaugurated great rejoicings guns were discharged the best musicians exhibited their skill and copious alms were bestowed on the poor on the birth of the child the sikh historian remarks it hath ever been usual that when god seeth his people suffering he sendeth a saviour of the world guru gobind singh afterwards in his describe the circumstances of his birth he was born three hours before sunrise on the seventh day of the light half of the month of Po, in the sambat year seventeen twenty three a d sixteen sixty six it is stated that on guru teg bahadur's departure to assam with raja ram singh he directed his wife gujari to give the name gobind rai to a son who should be born to her in his absence End of chapter four